Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, January the 12th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here for my favorite NBA podcast of the week. It's the Saturday episode, and I get to do this with the man, the myth, the legend, as I called him yesterday, Mr. Josh Crash Davis, who is trying to take deep breaths because he gets the bucks on this little slate. He gets the Packers this weekend. Dude, are you jumping out of your shoes or what? Yeah, it's it's um it's been a long wait, you know, for this day. Um, with the Packers having the bye week, and then they didn't really play their starters very much in the last game with Detroit. So it's it feels like it's been a while since I've seen a real Packers game. So definitely should, looking forward to this game tonight. Should be fun and I'm sure you're not going to roster any of those Milwaukee Bucks on this little three-game slate either. I mean, I, you, you have to. That's I kind of lucked out in that sense because, you know, you pretty much have to in this kind of I know game. it. I can't even make fun of you because, I, I mean, it's a three-gamer. and That's yeah. so bizarre. I look, this is the, the smallest Saturday slate in the NBA all season. For some mm-hmm. reason, it's only a three-gamer. But, you know, it's an interesting one. There's not like super duper chalk that you just have to take value wise you got to you know still be uh digging in and and finding some good plays here i agree definitely well if you have not caught uh the pga podcast and you're going to be playing um some weekend pga you still have time to do that that is posted our guys are just absolutely murdering it we're Mm -hmm. in the top 10 not percent, like literal top 10 in most yeah. stuff. So we're going to be following that closely, but you can catch that podcast and still get in some PGA weekend. And then, of course, the NFL podcast is posted, and that's outstanding. You want to catch that one too. So those are up and going. We are going to dive right into this three-game slate. Uh, it is, uh, like I say, a sort of a bizarre one that it's uh, so short, but you know what? Sometimes those are the ones that, that you can hit. And then we're back, by the way, on a huge uh, slate uh, tomorrow. So, all right, we're going to go game one right off the bat. And I will say this, if you're watching on YouTube, quick thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, quick comment, check in, whatever. So that really helps us. We appreciate it as we do this podcast in front of the paywall seven days a week. All right, we've got this first game, and it's it's makes it difficult not to really like this game because, yes, Milwaukee's favored by nine and a half, but guess what, uh, Crash? Of the three games, this is the, the smallest spread. Mm. And how weird is that? Usually you yeah. have like thir- – I had a 13-game slate the other day, and the, the biggest spread was nine. So mm. – so listen to this. So here are the totals of the three games. I'll just let's just say that right now because that's why we'll really dig in on this game. You have Milwaukee favored by nine and a half over the Kings with a two thirty one total. Then we have Cleveland, a big twelve and a half point favorite, only a two ten total over the uh, Cavs over the Thunder. And then the last game, another big number. We have Phoenix, twelve and a half point favorite. Over the Pacers with only a 218 total. So go figure that combination of three games. That's crazy. That is it is nuts. Crazy. It doesn't make any sense. But hey, we're here. We're gonna go through it and let's let's do our normal breakdown as we 
always do. So mm-hmm. Bucks favored by nine and a half over the Kings, 231 total, 110.75 implied for the Kings, 120.25 implied for the Bucks, which you don't see a lot of 120s. Mm-hmm. Really, uh, most teams getting back to normal. We got a lot out in Indiana Phoenix, but in this game, it's just Halliburton being is questionable. So that is news we will have. And we do need because that yeah. changes that whole lineup. Uh, he's questionable, and then we know Lopez is out for the Bucks, so we know what we're getting there. Uh, Sacramento comes in, by the way, eighteen and twenty-nine. Milwaukee, uh, twenty-nine and nineteen. Statistically speaking, in this game, uh, Sacramento's the third fastest pace. Then we have Milwaukee, who also is on the second night of a back-to-back. So I can't wait to get your take on that. You've been following the Bucks closer than anybody, so second night of back-to-back situations. Uh, but they have the ninth best pace, so that's why you've got this 231 total, two top nine pace teams here. Defensively, we know Sacramento does not really know how to spell that word. They're 27th. The Bucks are still in the top 10 there at ninth. And then from an offensive efficient standpoint, Sacramento's only 21st. Milwaukee stays in the top 10 even in that at eighth. <clears throat> so we've got a lot of, you know, a lot of good things pointing to this game. Uh, give us your breakdown on it and tell me if you think this Bucks second night of a back-to-back is going to shift anything. Um, I, don't, I don't know that it will. Um, I, I could see maybe since Drew Holiday was just coming back from an injury, they might rest him, but um, the rest of the guys I think will play. I do like if um, if Tyrese Halliburton's out, I do like Terrence Davis. He's been getting a lot of minutes lately. He had 38 and 37 in his last two games, uh, 6,200 on FanDuel, 5,800 on DraftKings. In those two games, he had 54 and 40 and a half DraftKings points. That would give us a lot of value um, where on a slate where there's not really a lot of great value plays, in my opinion. So I do like um, Davis. Milwaukee's allowed the 13th most fantasy points to shooting guards, so a little bit below average. Um, and then Chris Middleton, he's been playing really well. He scored 40-plus DraftKings points in eight of his last nine games. Sacramento's allowed the six most fantasy points to shooting guards, so he's 8,700 on both sides. So his price has gone up quite a bit from where it was, but – I do like him still. Um, Giannis is expensive, obviously. He's 11-4 on FanDuel, 12-1 on DraftKings. I think you pretty much have to go to him in cash, but in you know tournaments, I could definitely see fading him just because he has to score so many points to hit that return, and if the game isn't close, then he's not going to get it. Um, right. And then I like Bobby Portis, um, 6,300 on FanDuel, 6,700 on DraftKings. Sacramento has allowed the second most fantasy points to centers and the ninth most to power forwards. So that's about it for me on this game. Yeah. And I, you know, I think you make some good points there. I mean, with the three games and looking at the, at the pay up uh, options, it's hard to avoid Giannis. I mean, he's definitely the standout guy on this slate. Um, What about, let me ask you this though. And I know it's putting you on the spot, but let's say Milwaukee has, 15 point lead midway through the third quarter. It's the second night of a back to back. Does Giannis or Middleton or even Holiday sit more, or do you think he'll ride with them long enough? Or what, what's your take on how things have gone in second night of back to backs this season with the Bucks? 
Uh, Budenholzer will usually pull the starters about midway through the fourth quarter in those kind of games. He usually lets them play quite a bit, um, even right. in blowouts. So I'm not really I'm not really that concerned about that. Um, I think it'll just be in in Milwaukee. Just they haven't been the same team obviously that they were last year. So I, I don't necessarily know that this game's going to be that big of a blowout. It wouldn't surprise me if it stayed pretty close, at least until late in the second half. Okay. Well, that's a good thing to know. You know, the tough part now is, you know, it was always like, if I don't want to spend up on way up on Giannis, I can take mm-hmm. Middleton and another uh, buck like Portis or whatever, and you get a good deal. But Wow, on DraftKings, uh, Middleton at eight seven. You know he was floating in the mid sevens and low sevens for most most of the season. Yeah. It seems like so that's an adjustment. Uh, Portis has stayed leveled off a little bit price wise, so he's another guy you could go to for your your second guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I you know I'm with you. I I think Giannis almost has to be a plug and play. And I know, how do you say that for a guy that's 12-1 on DraftKings? But, you know, that whole blocker mentality that we've talked about so many times, you know, if Giannis fails and failing is like, what, 40 DFS points, 45, Mm -hmm. uh, if he fails, then it's not going to bury your lineup because the majority of other people are going to have him. So, you know, but if he does have a Giannis game and stays closer and he throws a 75-80 burger, you just can't catch up. There's not enough guys uh, of high caliber to yeah. catch up. So uh, I'm probably with you on the Giannis piece. Uh, my secondary guy uh, is also Portis. I think 6-7 is still a fair price. Mm-hmm. He's playing well, um, and hopefully he stays in there long enough. On the other side, it's all about Halliburton. Is he in? Is he out? Because if he plays and he's going to get a full run, he's not on a minutes restriction, I think he's a great play at 7-2. I think the mm-hmm. price is right. He yeah. probably gets Grayson Allen defense and a couple of guys off the bench uh, as well. But if he doesn't play, I'm with you. Terrence Davis will then be the highest uh, owned player on the entire slate, and he'll deserve to be because mm-hmm. – he he's filled in for Halliburton in a, in a monster role and his price, although it's come up, hasn't adjusted to what he's done. So I think, you know, that's the big news and makes things work uh, money wise. A couple other guys worth mentioning, you know, I I think uh, Barnes at six one, I'm always chasing the uh, Barnes big game and he just Mm -hmm. seems to be, you know, level. He's not a bad cash play because he's steady but his ceiling has seemed to be uh, minimized a little bit this season. And the tough thing is like Barnes and Bagley, who we've gone to a decent amount as value guys for the Kings, you know, they have to look right into the defensive teeth of Middleton and Giannis probably. So, mm-hmm. and Portis can defend. So I, I don't want any part of that interior defense uh, from the Bucks. So uh, probably going to go, you know, if Halliburton sits, I may go Fox and Davis just mm-hmm. because of the usage aspect of it, but definitely Davis. Uh, not going to go to the bigs and the Bucks. It's probably going to be Giannis and Portis for me. Yeah. I just don't want to spend up that much for Middleton. Middleton. Yeah, and I don't think Holiday's probably in position to have no. a ceiling type game. No, I don't either. And I, I did like. Uh, I don't think I mentioned Buddy Heald. I think that you know he's a decent play. 
just because Milwaukee struggles so much to defend the three point line sometimes. So, right. I just don't like that six four price for a guy coming off the bench. It seems a little high. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Let's go to game two. By the way, stick with us here. We only have three games, so it's not a long time to stick with us. We're going to do a two brains are better than one FanDuel GPP build right here uh, on the podcast at the end. And if you want to join us, you know, again, the weekends are the best time. Go to DFSCoachTalk.com. You can sign up for as little as three days for $10, and you get everything that we offer, all the PGA, all the NFL playoffs here, and, of course, uh, this this nice NBA slate this weekend. So mm-hmm. uh, come join us. All right, the next game. It is at 8 o'clock. That first game was a 7 o'clock game, so they stagger. 7, 8, and 9 tonight, mm-hmm. so we'll have some – even though it's only three, we'll have a good amount of basketball on throughout the evening. So it is the Cleveland Cavaliers hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder. Cleveland is favored by 12 and a half, only 210 total, poultry 98.75 for the Thunder. Look at that, 98.75 for the Thunder, 120.25 for the Bucks last game. It's an mm. amazing uh, shift in, in expectations. And you talk yeah. about how that affects DFS. I mean, there's points per every possession. That's a massive difference. Cavaliers are 111.25 uh, on their implied total. The Thunder come in 14 and 31. The Cavaliers 27 and 19. The only guy listed is, of course, the guy that I struggle pronouncing. So I'll give it another shot. He is out, and it's the infamous Vit Krajeki. I don't have no clue. K-R-E-G-J-C-I. I know it's worth a lot of points in Scrabble, but that's all I know. Uh, in For Cleveland, Lamar Stevens is probable, uh, and he helps that defensive push with them. Rondo questionable. So mm. that's important just because we've seen that the couple of games, very, very small sample size, but the couple of games Rondo has played, he's uh, you've seen a little dip in Garland's usage, a little dip in his assist percentage so uh having that rondo information is going to be important um as far as uh, from the statistical look at uh these two teams you've got the uh, second night of a back-to-back for the thunder which again i don't know how much of a big deal that is since they're the youngest team in the league maybe it affects sga for a minute or two uh but uh it's an island game for cleveland pace wise not great uh, Thunder 18, Cleveland 21. So that reflects in that total. Defensively, uh, Thunder has at least hung in there in the middle of the pack. They're 17th. Cleveland, as we know, has just been locking down everybody. Uh, mm. They're third in the league defensively. Offensive efficiency, as we've talked about throughout the year, the young teams are always at the bottom of the list because they're just not sure how to score the basketball at this level yet. So the Thunder, as good as SGA and Giddy are, young guys, some guys coming on like Aaron Wiggins and such, but they're still second to last in offensive efficiency. Uh, Cleveland is surprisingly 12th, which coming into this year, I don't think uh, we anybody believed that Cleveland would be that strong uh, mm-hmm. offensively. So uh, what do you think of this game, Crash? Yeah, I, I like the guards in this game. Uh, Darius Garland's 8,600 on FanDuel, 9,000 on DraftKings. 
He scored 50-plus DraftKings points in four of his last five games. He had yeah. his best game of the year when they played on January 15th with 27 points and 18 assists um, for 63.3 DraftKings points. So definitely like Garland in this game. Um, he's the guard that I'm looking at at that price range. You know, Middleton's around that same price. And I do like SGA also. He's around that same price. Um, he had a little bit of a down game in their last matchup with 41 DraftKings points, but still solid. Um, Cleveland's a little bit below average against point guards. And I think that if this game's going to stay remotely close, it's going to have to be SGA that's going to carry the load for Oklahoma City. Yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, this I just this is a tough game to really uh, like a whole lot. That's for mm-hmm. sure. I agree with you on Garland. He's the obvious pay up here. And, you know, I don't don't think they have a really good answer defensively for him. So, um, like I say, I'm not thrilled if Rondo's back because it does just take a little bit away from Garland. But, you know, he's still going to do his thing. And, is you know, he's my favorite play in this game as well. Not as confident on SGA here. He is 8-6 on DraftKings, which isn't bad. But mm-hmm. Okoro isn't very good DFS-wise but he's a fine defender. And then he's got the two seven footers, Mobley and Allen in the paint also to protect it for any of that slashing that SGA does. So I'm sort of off SGA here. Uh, Giddy left the uh, the game yesterday, injured, went to the locker room, came back out and then returned to the game. But that, you know, even though he's a young guy on a back-to-back coaches usually watch that pretty close. So, uh, at 7K, not sure I really want to put any chips uh, in the middle of the table there. Um, if I go stars and scrubs more so, even though it's only a three-game slate, I know Aaron Wiggins is not a fine player yet, but he's starting to get a little bit better. Yeah, maybe for a GPP, but not for cash because uh, he's only three seven. So mm-hmm. I can at least consider him. Uh, Lou Dort at 5-3. You know, Lou's probably the guy that I like the most on the Thunder. And it's it's a weird thing because, you know, he's probably going to guard Garland mm-hmm. and be in the middle of things. Or they may need him to guard one of the bigs because they're, they're going to have a hell of a time right. matching up with Mobley and Allen inside. So he may guard Mobley. But uh, that's why I'm, I think, you know, with that split, I still like Garland. But I like Dort because he's going to have to be guarded by one of their uh, bigs and he can hit some threes. I know, you know, he's not known as a shooter, but you know, he's, I think as a cash pay play at five, three, he's a nice consistent play and uh, has a good chance to make my lineups tonight. Um, On the Cavs side, like we said, Garland, and, you know, I really would like to consider uh, Mobley or Allen. I'm not going to play both, but I just Mm -hmm. like their prices. I mean, you got mid sevens guys, and they deserve it. They both can yeah. have monster games. And at 7-5 or 7-6, uh, you know, you can make it work in a lineup. And, you know, for me, it's just the decision on which guy. And that's been the toughest part is which guy of the two do you play because you don't really want to invest in both, especially right. you can if you're playing Garland, really. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm undecided on that as of right now. Uh, there's pluses and minuses for both, but I would like to have one of the bigs there. Yeah, the other guy that I had here was uh, – I did have Jared Allen as well that I like him. Um, but Laurie Markinen, he's 5,500 on DraftKings. 
Oklahoma City's allowed the most fantasy points to small forwards this year. Yeah. Fifth most to power forwards. So depending on what position you consider him, they're still top five against both positions. So I do like Laurie Markin and um, decent mid value play. Yeah. And, you know, he and Dort certainly make like a Garland and Mobley work or whatever, Garland mm-hmm. and Allen. So, uh, yeah, definitely going to have some exposure there, although it's not really a, a great DFS game per se. Right. All right, game three, man. Two games on, uh, two teams on an island game. Phoenix versus at home versus the Pacers. Pacers coming off that crazy road win at the Warriors, which was hard to believe mm-hmm. with all of their third team, basically. Uh, it is Phoenix minus 12 and a half. 218 is the total. 102.75 implied for Indiana. 115.25 for the Red Hot Suns. Indiana 17 and 29, Phoenix an impressive 35 and 9. Uh, we've got this nightmare designation with the Pacers again. Same thing we had the other day, uh, but we've got Brogdon and Lavert questionable. So, how you determine this game is going to be key. How you set up any of your late swaps. I doubt we're going to get the Brogdon Lavert news at seven seven o'clock lock. Uh, so. You got to tread lightly here and be careful. But those those two are definitely questionable. The guys that are out are McConnell, Sabonis, Turner, and Warren. So you know, again, you're going to have the backups in the on the uh, interior for the Pacers. The Suns, uh, they look tough, man. Aiton is still out. Not mm-hmm. that it's hurt them at all. Kaminsky, Nader, and Saric also out. So a tough task for the Pacers trying to win two against basically the two best teams in the league right now. Yeah. Uh, And boy, that smells like a blowout and fearful for DFS purposes, but let's, we'll talk about it. Indiana, by the way, is 19th in pace Phoenix fifth. So the guys that do play should get a few more possessions for the Pacers Uh, defensively big difference here. Pacers 22nd, Sun's second, and they're knocking on the door. They're going to pass, I think, Golden State uh, within the next day or two. They're right there, Mm -hmm. and Golden State just has not defended nearly as well without Draymond. So, uh, really, Phoenix playing fantastic defense. Offensive efficiency, Pacers, with some of those vets that they have, middle of the pack, 17th. Suns, of course, just carve up teams when they're ready. That game the fourth quarter against the Mavericks here the in the uh the other day you know they just decided okay we're down eight it's the fourth quarter now let's play and they just sliced and diced they do that every fourth quarter they're the best plus minus team in the fourth they're the so well coached veterans like Paul and and all these guys just a Mm -hmm. great team uh and they're they're fourth in efficiency so the million dollar question is I can see two two types of philosophy here. Either you really try to fade this game as much as possible because it has to me the best propensity to blow out. Yeah. Or do you try to find one buy-up guy that gets to that blow-up or do you find some value with the Pacers? That's actually like four questions. So, <laughs> No, I completely agree. I, I think that you know that's definitely one route you could take is just to fade this game outright if you think it's going to blow out, which it very well may. Um, the other one you could take, like you said, you could take a, a stud pay up guy. 
um, like a Devin Booker. He's 8,900 on DraftKings. He had 40 and a half, 48 and a half DraftKings points last time they played, which was last week on January 14th with 35 um, real points. And he scored 30 real points in three of his last four, including 48 against San Antonio when he had 71 DraftKings points. So he's definitely been scoring. Um, quite a bit. The thing there is, you know, does the game stay close? And also, does he get enough peripheral stats to meet value? That's always something you have to look at with Booker. Um, and then you have, you know, some value plays. You've got guys like Isaiah Jackson and Goga uh, on DraftKings. Jackson is 40 uh, or 3,800, and then Goga's 4,700. And then for the Suns, Bismack Biombo has been getting more of the minutes than JaVale McGee at center. And he's only 4,200 on DraftKings. He's 5,000 on FanDuel. So yeah. I do like the value there um, for Biombo. But, you know, it just all comes down to whether or not you're going to fade this game. Yeah, I mean, for me, it, it all comes down to Brogdon and Levert because, I mean, that's going to change the entire comp- you know, complexion of the game. Um, if they play, number one. Secondly, if they do play, are there any restrictions? I mean, the Pacers are such a hot mess right now. They're looking to trade guys. Everybody's hurt. And I mean, it's a nightmare. But, you know, not only does it change the rotation and the scoring for the Pacers, but Brogdon and Lavert are the two best perimeter defenders on this team. So mm. that also affects uh, the other side of the ball. So, I, you know, I need the news here before I, you know, commit to anything. If they're both out, you know, Duarte got it done for me last time at 5-2. He becomes sort of the go-to perimeter guy for them if those two are out. So he would be right in play. I'm going to be dialing up Goga. A 4.7 is very fair. He's mm-hmm. going to get the majority of the center minutes. Uh, I think he's a great play. And then, like I say, the rest of the team, we just have to see what happens with Brogdon and Levert. I really don't want – you know me, I – freak out when I get mixed uh, guys sharing a position. And so I want nothing to do with McGee and Biombo. It's way too stressful and it can backfire one way or the other. As soon as people start switching to Biombo, then McGee's going to throw up one of his 45 burgers. So uh, I'm not even going to mess with it, but mm-hmm. I will say Mikhail Bridges still stays cheap at 5k. He's always cheap and he yeah. gets his number a lot. I don't know why he doesn't get more expensive because he gets the minutes and he does get to his number, but it is what it is. And then if the game stays close enough, long enough, you know, Booker is in one of those grooves. Uh, he's mm-hmm. eight, nine, which is fair. I think, you know, the fact that he's cheaper than a Garland and a few of these guys, the way he's been playing, he's been hotter than pretty much any guard on the yeah. planet. So eight, nine is a decent price for him. And uh, Chris Paul, again, he, he got it done last game at 7-8. So mm-hmm. I'm going to wait on the Brogdon Levert news. Definitely some Goga and uh, Bridges as, as two guys that are cheap to make it work. And then we'll decide on that backcourt when we hear who's in and out. So with the Warte, you don't have any concerns about Bridges guarding him? Wouldn't Guarding who? One, Bridges, wouldn't he be the one to guard Duarte? Um, it probably, it, but again, it depends he, if Brogdon and Lavert are in, he'd guard Lavert probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. but, uh, if it's, if it is, if those guys are both out, he would probably guard Duarte, but 
I think that at that point, that just the usage numbers at five mm-hmm. two, Duarte's gonna have the hand the ball in his hands. He's yeah. gonna be playing point guard and shooting guard, basically. It's just too good a value to pass up, even if he does get some bridges defense. And if Justin Holiday hits a couple threes, they may move bridges on to him because mm-hmm. you know he's a little bit longer than Duarte and right. Bridges can guard that. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, man. You ready for this two brains lineup? Yeah, you got the first pick. So, well, I'm gonna take. Uh, the, well, let's uh, let's discuss this real quickly. Do we want Giannis at small forward or power forward? That's the million dollar question. Because um, I'm thinking we may be better served at small forward. Okay. So let's start it there. We can always switch it. Uh, I'll explain later because I, I think there's a few power forwards that are good plays. Uh-huh. So I'll plug 11-4 uh, Giannis in so you can't take every Milwaukee buck. All right. I'll go ahead and take Portis at power forward. Well, there I knew you'd find a way to take a, a buck anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're playing him at power. Um. I'm going to go back to trying to make the, the numbers work as best as possible here. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going to go. Uh, Goga Batazi at center. Okay. Because he's that will help us get that number back down a little bit. He's six K even. Yep. Um, you're probably not going to like this, but uh, I'm going to go with Cameron Payne, shooting guard. Cameron Payne, you're looking at a blowout and he gets those minutes? I think so. I don't think that's a bad play. You know, the other guy that's cheap is Kiefer Sykes if uh, both guys don't play. Yeah, that's you know, true. He's only 42 as well, but we don't know what that news is. We certainly can update it, but that's why it's important to follow that news, no doubt about it. Um I think, see, I, I just, I'm not paying 6200 for Terrence Davis with the fact that he may not even start. Mm. So I think that's just too risky. Yeah. Um, how about if we go, uh, you know, Giddy seems like a nice play, but it's, I don't know if he's dinged still from yesterday when he got, you know, pulled out of that game. Um, I'm going to go to the power forward spot and okay. save us some money here and go Mikhail Bridges 5,100. Okay. So that gets us, you know, at least in the ball game to spend some more. I'll take Darius Garland at point guard. Yeah, that's a, that's a smart play. So we have 61, 67 average to go. Uh, 
I'm going to stick with my theory here because, again, I'm, I'm going cheap this today for it's for a change. Usually I spend the money. I'm going to put Dort in there at 5,400 at shooting guard. Okay. It's going to get big minutes. That gives us nice 65.50. We'll see if he plays. Let's go ahead and put Halliburton in at point guard. Well, we have Payne and Garland at point, I thought. Oh, yeah. I had put Payne at shooting guard, but no, we can do that. Um well, Halliburton can play both spots as well. So, yeah, you still want him? No, I think I'm going to change it. I think I'm going to go with um, Devin Booker. Book it. So I have only thirty nine hundred. Man, you spent everything today. You paid uh, I'm not better. going with O'Shea Brissett. That bit me right square in the tushy, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I don't actually. I don't. I don't like what that leaves you with. I just. Look I know it. Okoro <laughs> sucks. Osman Noir, I don't trust. Uh, doesn't look too solid. Let me see the cheapest. I wouldn't mind going. Well, I don't even want him. Uh, see, Jeremy Lamb's not a bad play, but not. But he is a bad play. I think if the those two guys play. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the cheapest I could probably go would be Harrison Barnes. Would what that work? That would give you seventy one hundred. What if I went with Buddy Heald instead, instead of Booker? What does that do for you? You want Buddy Heald, huh? Um, let's see. How how much is Buddy? Fifty eight. Uh that would give me seventy three. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could take Duarte, who I I like, but uh, again, if if Levert and Brogdon play, we're going to have to pull them out. What if we put Giannis at power forward? Move Giannis to power. That gives us. Um, well, we're moving him to what? To power forward, and then Bridges to the other. Does that really change? No, that doesn't really change anything. No, that doesn't change um, anything. Um, this let is me a see. Tough decision here. It is tough. I mean, only a three-game slate. It just minimizes the options. I'm fine with Duarte. I I have no problem taking him, and then we can always adjust it. Now, that would give us six hundred free bucks, though. Can we? Do we want to jump? We could go from. Buddy, your buddy, Buddy healed, and take a little risk on either Terrence Davis if Halliburton doesn't play, or Josh mm -hmm. Giddy, who's a, you know could be a great play if he's healthy. So, who do you have at the shooting guard position there? So, I have Cameron Payne and Darius Garland are point guards. Lugans okay. Dort is the other shooting guard. Our small forwards are Giannis and Duarte. Our power forwards are Portis and Bridges and Goga at center. So that would allow us either Giddy or Davis uh, to at that last shooting guard spot. Okay, let me see. 
I think both are reasonable plays. And we can monitor the news. Yeah, let's 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 go with Davis and um and then if Halberton plays we can pivot to Giddy. Okay. So that is our two brains are better than one lineup. I'm locking it in. And we'll be posting. We'll make sure to get uh, the information uh, to uh, Omaha Joe there so he can post it and update it uh, based on the news that, that comes down. So that is it, my friend. I think we've got it. Only three. Weird, yeah. weird uh, day. But, you know, let's make the most of it. Enjoy the NFL. Enjoy some golf. And uh, enjoy some uh, basketball this evening. So, any big plans for the Packers game this weekend? Uh, going to my dad's house. I think we're going to have some friends over and cook cook uh, some cheese dip and have some pizza and beer. So it'll be fun. <laughs> I love it, man. You know uh, who's going to be? Who is it? That, the Phil. Well, you haven't heard from Phil lately. True. Uh, he's going to love the fact that you have cheese dip on uh, for this game. So. Uh, you should have invite Phil over and see if he'll come down. <laughs> down. <laughs> Definitely. Down from Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Well, all right, man. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. And yep. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how everything rolls. Uh, keep in, in touch here to, or in discord for members. Uh, and we'll follow that through again. If you want to become a member of coach talk, it's dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're all at DFS Coach Talk. I am at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And you are at... I'm Go ahead. Get it. I was going to see if you could get it. JP Crash 1982? That's what you want it to be. It's oh! JP Davis 1982. JP Davis 1982. I told you I can't do it. I, I have a mental block. I'm never going to be able to figure it out. <laughs> But we'll try it. But check us out there for sure. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube again, quick thumbs up, subscribe, hit the little alert button at the top as well so you know when our podcast posts. So enjoy your weekend, everyone. Thanks for spending this time with us. For Crash Davis and the rest of the Coach Talk team, I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. We'll be back again tomorrow. Big slate. I'll be solo with the big slate tomorrow, and we'll be ready to crush it in DFS.